Anna Jenkins' boyfriend now, Asher, was the boy band. His boy band is the one that I worked with at Warner Brothers. People function better when they're high. Hi everyone, thank you for joining me today. I am going to go over the Bravo highlights of the week and I have an interview with Peter Panos. So before I get into that, I just wanted to give a thank you to all of you who are listening on the podcast. I know that you may be driving or maybe you're cleaning, but if you are watching on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be updated when I upload new videos. So for this week's Bravo lineup, we started with Real Housewives of Atlanta. I made a video um, called How to Launch a She by Sheree fashion line in under 14 years. And I go through the steps that I take to sell my own merch. So you can go check that out. And <clears throat> there are a lot of steps. There is a lot involved, but once you get it set up for the first time, it's pretty easy. So if you have any questions about that, you can always feel free to reach out to me. Um, they did the part two of the reunion this week. And I have to say, I wasn't like, there wasn't anything that exciting about it, but uh, we have one more part left. So looking forward to that. Um, after Real Housewives of Atlanta, we had Married to Medicine, and it picked up where there was shit going down over Dr. Heavenly telling Toya that some girls were saying that she was having an affair. That's when Toya went off. She told Anila's mom that Anila was starting rumors about her fucking people. It was pretty hilarious. But then Toya and Audra got into it and Audra bucked up on Toya and Toya smushed her face and then Audra went swinging. It was pretty insane, especially considering Audra is a lawyer. <laughs> and if you watch any of my shows before, you know that I try to, by default, go by the law. Um, that's kind of my rule of thumb so that I don't get in trouble, but that was wild. Um, and Anila's mom, damn, you know, I thought I'm the child of a Korean immigrant mother and she is hardcore. Any first generations out there know, I think this is pretty standard with immigrant parents. Like they are not joking around. Like they, the sacrifices they made for us you better fall in line. And so when I see Anila's mom, I'm just like, I get it, but she is on another level. She is like straight gangster, does not give AF. She doesn't care. And I, I, I see Anila's frustration and I totally get it. It's like, you can't reason with them. There's no, there's no communicating. It's like my way or the highway. And not, not all the time, but, you know, with Anila's mom, it seems that way. And it's just like, ooh, it's hard to watch. But, yeah, so go check out Married to Med. Um, I like that show, and I think it's hilarious. I love Dr. Jackie, Dr. Simone, and Dr. Heavenly. I think they're so, so hilarious. So make sure you check that out. 
Also, we have Below Deck Med. Um, the saga continues with Natasha and her boyfriend. It's just like, at this point, I'm over it. Um, Natalia and Storm, things are heating up with them and their boatmans, but Natalia seems to be, I mean, she said a few times that, like, she's never really had a relationship, so maybe she just doesn't know how to go about things, but Storm is so cute, because he, like, he even bought her a watch, and she just comes off like, uh, okay, like, I don't know, it's funny to watch, but I like to see where it goes. Um, Jason is funny because Jason reminds me of my brother-in-law, whose name is also Jason, by the way, (laughs) but he's like, I think he's from the Northeast, right? And like, I don't know, my brother-in-law, he, well, my husband and my brother-in-law, they like moved all around growing up. They were, you know, the child of an Air Force, you know, a, a career Air Force, you know, father. So they moved around a lot, but like... My cousin, or not my cousin, my my brother-in-law, Jason, he um, is very, I don't know, he gives me like New England vibes, hardcore. Like he used to live in Boston and his wife went to Harvard and <clears throat> I don't know, something about them just like, there's, I see a lot of parallels with my brother-in-law, Jason, and this Jason, but and, and that's why, like, I think I'm rooting for him because I feel like somewhat of a connection. I'm like, he reminds me of my brother-in-law, but I see Jason is just so frustrated and he's like over this and he wants to quit. So I don't know. I hope that he stays. I hope there's like a shift in energy or something for him because I think he would do really well. He's super smart. He, I think he likes structure and he just has a problem with, um, Maybe he's a little arrogant because he thinks he knows everything, which maybe he does. But on a boat, what I'm noticing from watching Below Deck for so many years, I'm basically a yachty. (laughs) Joking. But it seems like it doesn't matter if you know more than the person who is above you. Like, you just have to fall in line. That's how it is. It's very, like, you know, military, like, military style. So... I get it, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Kyle, my favorite Stu, he's he seems so done with everything after meeting the love of his, love of his life, Frank. Which I don't blame him. Like he went from having like this highest point, you know, with Frank as a charter guest, and now it's like it's all downhill from there. So I totally get it. Like he's kind of he seems like he's over it. Um, and also Z's birthday. I just love Z so much. And Z, although he doesn't like bring much to the show, I just love, love, love him. And he's going to be at BravoCon. So I can't wait to meet Z in person because I did have the opportunity. I, I don't remember when, maybe like in March, I want to say. I was a Watch What Happens Live virtual audience member and I got to ask a question um, when Z and David were on at the time. So I would love to meet Z in person. That would be so great. So also this week we had the Real Girlfriends in Paris. You know that I'm a fan. I actually did a separate video going, well, separate episode because I put it on my podcast too, but I went through the Victoria vs. Yoan drink toss that we've all been waiting for, which I hope is not the peak of this season i hope it's not like all downhill from here i hope that this was kind of like 
the start of getting more into this show. And I know a lot of people um, haven't really been watching, but I like it. I love it. Even if you aren't into the cast, like seeing Paris, I've never been to Paris and like, I'm just loving it. And I wanna go to Paris so bad now. So if you're into that kind of stuff, I highly recommend go check out Real Girlfriends in Paris. Um, below Deck Down Under, already watched it on Peacock. Don't really care, don't have much to say. Gonna move on. Uh, Beverly Hills though, okay. So we've kind of reached this point in Beverly Hills where we're, we're finally, we allegedly have seen, or I don't know, we've gone past the point where Kathy Hilton allegedly did something so deplorable. And according to Lisa Rinna, it's like just beyond, 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 beyond. And I haven't been watching this show since the beginning because I was triggered in season one, like 14 years ago. So I, I don't know all the history, but I started watching again, like, I don't know, I'm like in my third season and I did go back to like old seasons and I've seen some here and there. So I know how people feel about Lisa Rinna, but like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick, but I don't really care about Lisa Rinna either way. Like. I don't, I don't have that emotional connection to this franchise as much as other people do. So I'm just watching. I'm like, it's bizarre to me that Lisa Renna is like, oh my God, Kathy. And I'm like, from what I've seen so far, if Kathy Hilton did ha go on some rant and let's say, I'm, I'm guessing she was drinking. I don't know if Kathy drinks, but... I know myself when I drink, I'm not, I cannot drink because <laughs> I, if something sets me off, like, and I'm intoxicated, all hell might break loose. So I, I'm not excusing Kathy's behavior or explosion that went off that night, which we didn't get to see. And allegedly like there is a cease and desist or cyst and deceased, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's why I guess we're not seeing everything, but I don't really care. Like, I'm not mad at Kathy for going off. Maybe, you know what? She probably did say some shit about her sister, but why is that any of our business? Like sisters have their own relationship that goes deep, like literally since they were born. So we're going like, you have like how old is Kathy? 50-something, 60-something? You got like 60 years of trauma and history bottled up inside Kathy. And if she goes off, whatever. And I feel like Lisa is like exploiting this situation. And it can't be that bad. I mean, we've seen Lisa do, like she's gone off on Sutton. We've seen her, you know, go off on Kim with the glass and breaking it. Like that was pretty crazy. So I don't know. I'm like, I'm so confused. Again, I like never talked about Lisa Rinna really until recently because she blocked me. And like, that bothers me because I literally have never done any, like I try to not say bad things about people because I don't want, people say bad things about me and um especially with bravo lebs like i i have respect for people who go on reality tv um i think that it's extremely difficult to put yourself out there and to 
bring everyone into your personal life. So I try not to like go hard on everyone because I know that I don't see everything. I don't know the whole story. This is all highly produced and edited. So for Lisa Rinna to block me, it must be just because of my handle, like the Bravo and Blaze part. So I get that and I'm not like, I don't hate her, but I'm offended and like, but also kind of concerned, like what is going on? Like she's clearly was spiraling at some point. And then also there's rumors going around that she's requesting $2 million to be on next season. And then there's all these like conspiracy theories that, oh, she's just doing that so that she can like not be on the show anymore and sit, you know, blame it on that or something. But I don't know. I feel like this might not be healthy for Lisa Rinna. And maybe it's time for her to move on to something else. But also, if Bravo has $2 million to spend, my recommendation is scrap the whole franchise. I'm just like, I'm so over it. Or give me $2 million and I'll go in and whip Bravo into shape. Um, we also had Southern Charm this week. Again, Craig Conover blocked me. Lisa Rinna and Craig Conover, the only Bravo loves that I know of that have blocked me when I have never interacted with them. So, of course, I have like, I, lo I love to make fun of Craig now because you block me. I feel like that's permission to say whatever I want. So, um, Craig is crazy and... I'm not going to say, see, like, I'm not a fan of Craig and Paige together for many reasons, but like watching Craig, uh, you know, interact with Naomi makes me, it almost makes me feel even more right about Craig and Paige not being together. I'm not saying they aren't meant to be together forever. And I think they can be cute together. And I think I can ship them at some point, but clearly this situation with Naomi is still affecting him and while he may truly love Paige and wants to be with Paige for the rest of his life there's still some like unresolved emotional feelings for towards Naomi whether they're good or bad it's just like for me if I was Paige and I was watching this it would make me feel extremely uncomfortable and it would make me so sad to see my boyfriend having these like meltdowns, emotional meltdowns over his ex. And that was someone, and Craig said he wanted to marry Naomi at one point. So it's not just like, oh, that's your ex-girlfriend that you dated one time. It's like, this is like, it's almost like an ex-wife type of situation. <laughs> Maybe I'm exaggerating or taking it a little bit too far, but <clears throat> my highlight, um, for last night's Southern Charm episode was Austin versus Shep and Shep. I mean, oh god, I I just have like ups and downs with him. Sometimes I'm like, I do like Shep, and then other times I'm like, oh my god, Shep. And I would say last night was kind of um, one of those moments where I'm like, oh my god, Shep, because he's older than me. He's older than me. I have four children. He's never like really work. I mean, he I, he's an entrepreneur and he has like family money, but has he ever been a professional in the work world? Because that may be what stunted his emotional maturity. 
Like there's something missing with Shep where even Taylor said like he turns into like a, a kid when he's drunk and you could see he was like whispering to Taylor like as if she was his mom. And I just, bless her heart. Oh, Southern people crack me up when they are always just like, well, just go to church or, you know, talk to Jesus or pray. <laughs> oh my God, I died. Try, try what I do. Pray. Do what I do. Pray. So Taylor tells Shep to pray. And I just love when I love the editing because the music changes and it's like, dun, dun, dun. And you're like, oh, God, here we go. So spoiler alert, <laughs> Shep does not pray and he does not calm down. And in fact, he starts screaming at Austin and they get into it. And he says, I can't believe I'm sharing oxygen with you. So I don't know. Maybe Taylor was right. Maybe he should have prayed. But I just think it's funny because my mom, she's a hardcore Christian. And that's something she would have said. So it was just, I, I was dying laughing. Oh, we'll see how that goes. But in other news, the Kardashian season two on Hulu started. And if you saw my stories on Instagram, I was commenting on the first episode with no makeup, no filter. I was, I'm, I've been burnt out. I slept until like 10 a.m. today, which is like unheard of. I need to get my shit together before BravoCon. But um, regardless, I, I'm always excited to watch the Kardashians. I find them fascinating. So th here's the thing, like with reality TV, I feel like people who don't watch reality TV, they think that just because I'm watching it, that I approve, that I, you know, like that I condone their behavior or that I admire them. That is not the case. I, while I do admire a lot of things, like I said, all reality stars I have respect for like that. I don't know how comfortable I'd be, you know, sharing my life like that. But also I just love to see that, like, we're literally getting to see modern anthropology and like we go back to season one and see when chloe was talking about wanting to have another baby with tristan and even though they're not together they want to have a sibling for true and he like i know people are like chloe's stupid chloe's stupid whatever but like you have to remember that from her point of view and I'm, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, I'm diehard, go Chloe, whatever. Like I stand behind everything she does. Obviously, I hate that she went back with Tristan so many times. But at the same time, like she really wanted to believe, like she had, she really wanted to have a sibling for her, her daughter. And she wanted to try to make this work. And he lied to her and he did not disclose information to her he was not transparent with her and the fact that he got someone else pregnant and was expecting a baby and he still let her go forward with implanting their embryo knowing damn well he's about to have another baby with someone that to me like i want to cry that level of betrayal is just like like who the fuck does tristan think he is and why I needed someone to do a deep psychological study on him because one, did you think no one was going to find out? 
Number two, when we did, or when Chloe found out, it would have been too late, obviously, because she's having a, she had the baby. Like, what did he think was going to happen? I just, it's so, I try not to ever, you know, be toxic or attack people I don't know on these shows, but I really don't know what I would do if I, if I met Tristan Thompson, is that Thomas or Thompson? Whatever. If I met him in real life, of course I would be very polite and hi, I'm Jenny Plays. Um, but I don't know how I would be able, like, I don't know if I would be able to just not say anything or like, I would have to ask. I don't know. I'd have to ask. I'd have to be like, Tristan, I just really, and I wouldn't do it in a mean way. I'd just be like, you know, I really want to know, can you please walk through your thought process in this journey? And I just like, I want to know truly what he, what his thought process is. And even now, like back then, I want to know what he was thinking, but I want to know now too, like, okay, this should happen you either knew it was going to come out or like you were delusional and thought no one was going to find out, but now everyone knows. So now what, what is your commentary now? I need to know, like, do you have anything to say for yourself? I need to move on because it's just too much. <laughs> Ugh! He drives me nuts. So also in other news, um, I was a guest on the Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau. So I will put the link in the show notes. It's an audio show, but uh, we get into some heavy stuff. If you're, if you want to learn more about Jenny Blaze and kind of some of the things that have led me to this point in my life, go check out that episode. We talk about my experience with sexual harassment, sexual assault, you know, things like that. So uh, please go check that out. And also I have released my Cannabis Mom Boss episode with Bethany Moore from the NCAA, which is the National Cannabis Industry Association. And she's the director of communications. We did an interview um, a couple months ago, and I just released this episode where we go through, you know, what is a director of communications and how did you get into the cannabis industry and what has your journey been like coming out of the quote unquote green closet? And for her, particular, particularly with Bethany, she's been an activist for decades. And so it's really interesting to hear her story of everything from the very beginning, you know, during her activism when they were literally just fighting to get, you know, to make sure that medical marijuana patients weren't being arrested for using their medicine. So she's amazing. Please go check out that episode and I'll put the links in the show notes. Also, what we have coming up, Bravo Girl! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This week, I started really focusing on my looks. I know that sounds crazy, but... I have analysis paralysis, okay? I think about every single detail when it comes to my looks because for one, BravoCon is three days long, okay? BravoCon alone is overwhelming. So 
It's all at Javits, but, and my hotel is close to Javits, so it's within walking distance, but that still requires walking. And for any female out there who likes to wear heels, you know that this is an issue for us. Like we need to figure out, okay, what shoes am I wearing? Because I need to walk around a lot and I'm gonna be, um, you know, we're gonna be out all day long. Um, do we need outfit changes? Like some of us are going to watch what happens live at different times. There's Bravo Paloozas throughout. Um, then you have the Legends Ball, which is, I think, is going to be red carpet and formal. Like, I talked to a couple of people who were like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, that's all I've been thinking about. <laughs> like, uh, hello, Andy's Legends Ball. A ball, to me, is formal, right? Am I going to be dressed up by myself and everyone's going to be wearing sneakers? Because I ordered a Giovanni dress. I don't know if I'm going to wear it for the ball or for my show. Um, but my show is starting or my show will be on uh, Thursday, October 13th in New York City at a cabaret speakeasy. So I also have to figure out my outfit for that. But um, it's going to be I'm so excited because I'm going to have VIP swag bags for everyone who attends, and there's going to be really great goodies inside. But also, if you aren't attending, there are ways that you can win giveaways and prizes because we're going to be live streaming to a virtual audience. And if you cannot make it to BravoCon, you can still be a part of the experience by joining my live show. It's going to be great. Or I'll release all the brands that are participating. Uh, once we get a little bit closer, but I hope that you all are able to join me in one way or another. If you are able to join in person and you want to come, send me a message because there are limited spots and I have to get my RSVP guest list down um, soon. So reach out to me if you are interested in coming. If you want to join virtually, make sure you Look out for all communications that'll start coming out next week. All right. Now we're going to go into our interview with Peter Panos, who will also be at the live show. So check you later. Hi, everyone. Today we have influencer and blogger Peter Panos. Hi, Peter. Hey, baby gorgeous. How are you? Hey, so good to have you here. I've been following you on Instagram. That's where I found you. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I just love, love, love. And <laughs> I was like, I got to have him on the show. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I've been obsessed with your Instagram as well. <laughs> so this is kind of like a very like surreal like moment. I feel like we met on like plenty of fish and this is like our first like virtual date. So I'm very Not excited. Not POF. <laughs> I haven't heard about Plenty of Fish in like over a decade. I caught up on like a lot of catfish during COVID and I was like obsessed with catfish. Um, and most of the people I feel like met on Plenty of Fish. I don't even know what it was, but I was like, I oh, that's going to be my go-to from now on. <laughs> that is so hilarious. So I want to hear all about you. How did you become an influencer and blogger? You have gingerposh.com. Tell me everything. I want to know everything. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so I started interning at Warner Brothers Records like a long time ago with um, the late Tommy Page. And um, uh, so I worked with him a lot. And that was when like social media was really first coming to be like we had MySpace and then Twitter had just come out. So yeah. not, to, not to age myself, but that's like where we were. I remember and, those uh, <laughs> days. I, I was remember. Like, How do you tweet? <laughs> you know, like, I just okay. learned that recently. <laughs> But hey, I remember yeah. the days, um, I remember when Facebook first started. I yeah. I was just graduating college. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm just like, where did like the time go? Um, but we we did that and then I worked with him on that. And then I worked with, um, I, we'll, we'll get to that later, but <laughs> Diana Jenkins' boyfriend now, Asher, was the boy band. His boy band is the one that I worked with at Warner Brothers. So we'll get to that after, but that's how I got yes so that's how I got my start with that um and I worked with them I worked with Ashley Tisdale and then like from there I like branched off and I was like you know I want to do my own thing and I want to I love talking to people so I want to just interview yeah. people so I think we bought like two my friend and I bought like two flip cams because those had just come out and I was like you know I didn't know how to we didn't really know how to use anything or you know anything like that so we're like we're just gonna reach out to anybody we can and see who wants to do interviews and who's like gonna give us a shot and we did that and then we started our own website called deankelly.com with a couple friends and then we did our thing there and um from there we i branched off and i wanted to kind of do my own thing and that's how ginger posh kind of came about and that was at the time when like the social media thing was really taking off on like Instagram and things like that. And I had already started a good, you know, repertoire with like different brands and, you know, people like that that I'd worked with before. And we started creating content and a lot of the content we did with Dean Kelly and with Ginger Posh was like just us filming and editing. So I kind of got my hands on that and learned how to do it. and. Yeah, so that's kind of how we got started, and then Instagram is a lovely place now, you know, with, you know, all the influencing and everything, and you get to meet great people like yourself, and, um, yeah, and you get to connect with, it reminds me of, like, the AOL chat rooms from, like, a long time ago. Oh my god, you yes. Could, like, yes, where you I find, know. like, somebody who has, like, the same interests as you, but it's, like, less creepy because you can, like, kind of see who you're talking to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and what was it, like? A S L, right? Age, sex, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was always like nineteen, <laughs> like fourteen, fifteen, like sixteen. I was like, oh. I'm like twenty two from California, like tan, blonde, just like catfishing people, just wanted that to was... talk about like Michelle Branch and Britney Spears. So <laughs> those were the OG catfishing days when people yeah. like didn't know what catfishing was, but just started yeah. doing it. Oh my yeah, God. I, I was like a Hadid sister before I even knew who they were. And I was like, where are you from? <laughs> that is so funny. You know, Jenny Blaze actually originated from my first AOL screen name. Well, oh it might, not have, might not have been my very first, but like, it was my first, like, where I felt like, yeah, this is me. <laughs> like, yeah, this Jenny is my Blaise alter ego. Up. Yeah. But that's how I was with Peter Panos. Yeah, that's, I feel like that makes such a difference unless you're born with just like a perfect name. Right. I feel like, you know, then you need to kind of come up with like your own like persona. And I feel like that started with like a lot of people I listen to on the radio and stuff. Everybody Mm -hmm. had like a cool name and um, it was kind of cool. So that's kind of how Peter Panos came about because Peter 
So my full name is Panayotis Dimitrakopoulos, like full ass Greek, right? I so, love that. I yeah, love so Panos, Panos is actually like an abbreviation for Peter for in Greek. Oh. So it's like Peter, Peter, but it just sounded cool. It does so sound really good. It. I <laughs> love it. And it almost like, yeah, it kind of, I, I'm just thinking of this now, but Peter Pan, like I didn't even yeah. think of like, the Peter Pan part, but like yeah. it plays off that and I like it. It's, it like rolls off the tongue. Yeah, you know, I'm like Tinkerbell. If people don't clap for me, I die. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I t can totally relate. Like, I've never met a microphone I don't love. Literally. I'm like, me? Stop. No. Like, you want to film now? Okay, I guess. <laughs> so tell me about your love for Bravo. I know that you watch Atlanta and Beverly Hills. What are you thinking mm -hmm. about these seasons right now? I am a hardcore Bravo fan, but especially Housewives. Um, but it's, you know, I love it. Um, obviously, every season is different. And um, I do love when they try out new Housewives. Dubai was flawless from start to finish. I literally, it was a perfect cast. I love all of them. I think there's I just enough so drama. Yes. Yeah. And it was opulent. Like, $1,200 yeah. ice cubes is my yeah. standard. Yeah, $3 million license plate. $30 okay. million. Oh, $30 million. Sorry, $30 million. Sorry, that's cheap. $30 million license plate. Not the license but, plate, just the frame. Oh, the frame. Oh, good, good. Okay, good, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely feasible. It's definitely doable. Um, but I love I loved that, you know, that one is amazing. Atlanta, I feel like, I, I obviously love Atlanta as OG, but I don't like, it doesn't have like the the solid cast that some of like the other um, you know franchises do. I feel like it's getting there, but there's still kind of like a, a slight working disconnect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Working it out, and I think Sheree coming back was nice. It, I don't know, yeah. the Heather Dubrow and Sheree comeback were kind of like not yeah. what I expected, I guess. Yeah. But not not awful either. Like it, it's not like a like a complete flop. Like it just I was expecting something different. So I don't know. I'm I'm still like looking forward to having them back, you know, for next seasons. But Me too. I, I feel like it's it's like we were used to them with I think it all has to do with like the cast chemistry. Like I feel like they they're two characters that have to like bounce off of each other and yes. off of other drama and things like that. And I feel like yes. if that energy isn't matched, we don't get like the full, yes. you know, spectacle. You know, who, you know who does that really well, I think, is Potomac with Karen Huger and Giselle. Oh, always, like, yeah. Their banter yeah. is just, it's so good because it's like, <laughs> it's shocking sometimes. Yeah. Like that, you're sing sing and you're hot, hot box, box or whatever. Yeah. But then she's like, <laughs> I don't know. I made it up. It sounded good though, right? Like that's yeah. funny. And like, do yeah. you know, there's like an unspoken understanding where it's like, we don't go below the belt, but right, we will yeah. get shady and like toss yeah. things around. It's like, it's like lobbying, like badminton. Like when you just, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. when you're just, just kind of playing, back and forth. Yeah. yeah volleying. That's what they're like, yeah, just, volleying. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. playing, you know, it's not like, <laughs> boom, I'm going to slam this in your face, which you know, we see yeah. other franchises and it's like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. It's sometimes it's too, but like Potomac now, I feel like does have that 
perfect cast where it's like the right amount of people it's everybody has like their storyline and there's just enough drama but it's not like too below the belt like we were yeah. saying like beverly yeah. hills this season so it's like I, yeah it's, it's i love potomac it's not too bad beverly yeah. hills i'll i'll be honest it's not my favorite franchise yeah. it's my least favorite because mostly because i think it's gotten out of hand and oh my goodness. I have yeah. lots of reasons for that that like <laughs> go down to the core root of the issue, but um, I really want to know more about your relationship with Diana and Asher. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so so <laughs> well, so when I had my internship at Warner Brothers, it was like back in like 2008, like 2010, and Asher was I was in some the way it all even started was I was in some like random like Mark Echo fashion show. Like I think Mark Echo is still a thing. How I got placed in that, I don't know. I'm just like a little white boy from Connecticut. And somehow like they put, they put me in the show and I was like, hey. But Ashley Tisdale was the face of Mark Echo at the time. It was during like High School Musical and her two backup dancers were um, about to be put in a boy band like with Asher and they saw that I did like graphic design or something. They're like, we help us design our MySpace page. We have a band. So I was like, yeah, sure. Not realizing it was like a real like record label like band. So I was like, yeah. And then I sent them some designs and they were like, oh, the head of Warner Brothers, like a wants to meet you. And that was Tommy Page. So I met with them and I did like all of their stuff. But Asher was like the lead singer of the boy band. And um, so they were together for a couple of years and unfortunately, you know, they didn't really take off, but then he did Fame. He was in the remake of Fame. Oh. And, did we yeah, know that's that? What, did they say that on the show? They didn't, but that's when, like, so they were called V Factory, the boy band. But I don't know why, but Asher's mom came up with the name. And he was, v? like, the lead of, like, V. Like, like V Factory, because like, there was five of them or whatever. I never loved Oh, the name. like the Roman numeral. <laughs> But, like, yeah, but like okay. it, it didn't roll, it, it didn't roll off. It, it's just because when I hear V, I think vagina. <laughs> that's what I that's what I said. I was like, that's like weird, like because people don't think you're marketing to like preteen girls and like they don't know like Roman girls <laughs> yet. They haven't gotten their own birthday on their like shoulder blade yet as a tattoo. Like they're, they're not there yet. Give them a couple years. Um, but they did the they did that and then he did fame and then it became like sort of like a pussycat doll situation where it was like he was in it and so was Maturi Naughton from uh 3LW like after she left 3LW when they got wait like which this, girl? Like, yeah, like, oh, big girl wait which girl Maturi she was she was in 3LW she was um not yeah so she was the one with like the shorter hair um and they got in the fight and like one of them threw yes. like something I mean, at the other one yeah I remember that kind she of. She left. She did like the Notorious movie. Yeah, she was Little okay. Kim Notorious after that. And then she did the Fame movie with Asher. Okay. And they did a song together that Warner Brothers was going to release with the boy band. And they they designed it as like B Factory featuring Asher, featuring Notori Na. And then that caused like a whole thing. And then there was like a rift. And then there was no more boy band. And then he went solo. And that's around the time I remember when we still like talked that you know he was dating this like older lady and i didn't like know who she was but they were like oh she's like really rich and she like knows elton john i was like okay we'll go for him and and then fa like fast forward to like 
like a year or so ago, I remember being like, oh, because I'd like seen their Instagram and some stuff, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's pretty cool. And and um, then I saw that she got cast on the show, and I was really excited for her to be on the show because on paper and on social media, she is like a good fit for a housewife. Like she's beautiful, she's foreign, she's like rich and like over the top, and it's not. I feel like I was so. She was the, my biggest like excitement for a new housewife, but also the biggest letdown for a new housewife because it like went like nowhere, and oh, it, and yeah. you can't skip a reunion every time you have COVID think, and be in Hawaii. Do you think she really had COVID? No. <laughs> like you're in Hawaii on a boat. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's like you can't. My biggest pet peeve is people that talk a big game all season and then they either just don't go to the reunion or they're there like virtually, you know, and I feel yeah. like you have to finish out your, your circle for the, for the yeah. season. It's not fair, you know, yeah. and, but I was really like, for, for like the Super Bowl or something like, hello. Yeah. What was the point? What was the point? And, and, and I saw like pictures that they might be sitting on like lawn chairs or something like for the reunion. <laughs> It's just like what is going on. I like, don't what, like, like their reunions. I don't like. I need fashion first of all. Yeah. I don't like that they're not coordinating. Like the coordination and yeah. the past pictures. I need that. I need it. I don't like when. Do Beverly they get? Yeah, I, I forgot to. Um, when I just interviewed Drew Sedora, I forgot to ask if they get. They must get like some sort of heads up on what to wear if there's like a theme for the reunion, right? In terms of like outfits. So, yeah, I think that some casts, they obviously are, they plan to coordinate because they show up wearing like the same, you know, they're coordinated. I don't think that's yeah. by accident. And I do yeah. know that they get designers to um, work with them. Like some of the Project Runway people, they wind up yeah. doing some of their reunion dresses and things like that. So they mm -hmm. do, and I guess they like, get approval on fabrics and things like that okay. from the designers so i don't know who mm. does the approval but i wish beverly hills had that because i really they hate never it. do yeah, yeah and and this beverly hills like y'all are mad rich i know right like what do you like i just i don't know this is a very toxic season i can't really it's like i i feel like after every like episode i just feel very uncomfortable yeah i <laughs> And you know what? I realized this week because Dubai's over now. I was like, oh, I know. What now do I do? Wednesday is just like, <laughs> ugh. I don't know. I feel icky. And then Southern Charm is on Thursday, so I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Like two well, nights like, in a row. <laughs> well, Beverly Hills now is like because there's so much tension. It's like when, like, I don't like when you, you know your parents are gonna get divorced, but like you have to go on like a trip. Like you go to dinner with them every Wednesday, and it's just them bickering. It's like really uncomfortable. It's like not fun for anybody. I feel like that's where we are with Beverly Hills right now. <laughs> it's like, oh. not working. That's it's very sad. toxic. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> sad. Well, I want to hear about your upcoming podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I am working with a couple of different friends um, on a podcast. So it's going to be my very first podcast. And I'd like to have you on it once we're God, rolling with it. Yes. Um, I'm yeah, I just want to, I want it to be like just friends that are chatting. It'll be things about pop culture. It'll be, 
relationship advice from people that have no, like, you know, no, no, like, you know, professional reasoning to give any advice, but um, <laughs> just, I feel like that's, yeah, like, why go to somebody who knows what they're talking about? <laughs> Instead of, like, a group of friends that are drinking tequila, just telling you to dump your boyfriend. Um, so, <laughs> it'll be relationship, um, you know, topics, it'll be pop culture, um, we're gonna tie in different, um, you know, cocktails to the podcast and things like that, you know, we gotta have our Vita tequila, you know, yeah. Ooh. All, that, all, that, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love Barlow's. Just, oh my god, you know that they're, are like... I love them. I love them. And I'm really excited for Angie, who's going to be on the new season as well. The brunette? She's going to be a friend of... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's like super, she's like super Greek, so obviously I love I her. Know, I'm she's excited. Like, she's like a sweetheart. Yeah, so she's really fun. But yeah, I, I'm going to have different guests on. Um, I didn't want it to just be like celebrity guests. Like obviously I want to do that as well, but I feel like... It, it, I want something that's like more relatable and that is, yeah. you know, things that people go through, like, like I said, like breakups, makeups, like um, things in the bedroom that people have like questions about, like, is this normal that my boyfriend wants to do this? Or oh, I want to hear that. that. My girlfriend wants to do this. Yeah. Like, and I'm just nosy. So I just like want to. <laughs> I have a theory. Yeah. I have this theory that some people probably won't like, but I, you know, everything that we've been taught our whole lives is like so binary like you're either this or you're that and like yeah. i'm i'm half korean half white so it's like hard for me to be like i'm one or the other and yeah. i've been thinking about sexuality a lot lately and it's like i don't know if i believe in people being straight and i yeah. think that sexuality is like a spectrum oh absolutely i i think it was James Dean or someone like one of those quotes that he probably never said but is on like a bunch of websites um where he said like I can't go they asked him about his sexuality he said like well you can't go through life with like one hand tied behind your back with and I feel like that's kind of one ah, hand tied behind your back yeah, yeah I know. and I feel like that's true like I feel yeah. like you can't how do you know that you haven't met somebody that even if you don't identify as any specific you know like whatever you're preferences or whatever you want to call it like right um how do you know that you just haven't met like another person of the same gender that you click with and that you are attracted yeah. to but not necessarily attracted like if you're a woman and you meet like another woman that you're attracted to you're not necessarily attracted to other women so you're not technically like a lesbian yeah I you, like you know what I mean but this one person yeah yeah I feel like that's I yeah. have manifested Sounds creepy, but like I just have already visualized myself making out with Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump. Yeah. Rules. I feel like we've all been there, yeah. But I'm like I'm married, so I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, like I'm not Everybody has like, like a an hall affair, You know, I'm just yeah. like I just have like thought of it. Yeah. So no, I that's fine. I don't think it's weird at all. I, I, I have arguments in my head. Like if I need to talk to somebody about something, like in my head, I've already had a phone conversation where they've already said something offensive to me and I've, and I've, and I've like hit below the belt back. And it's just, and then in my head, I'm like, I just wasted like 45 minutes on like a potential conversation that never happened. So there's nothing, there's nothing weird about that. I'm like, how, I'm like, why am I mad? Like I didn't even say anything to them yet. And like, 
how did I know they were going to say this nasty thing back? And why did I go to a place where I said something even nastier back? Dude, that's the story of my life. I'm like, I'm paralyzed before I even do anything because I'm over. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally me. And I'm like, how did we get here? And then I call the person and it's like the most like undramatic conversation. <laughs> and they're like, I'm glad we like talked. I'm like, me too. In my head, you were like dead to me like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> So, so there's that. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Peter, for coming on this show. It's such a pleasure to talk to you and hear about where you came from and, you know, your backstory. So I really appreciate it. Make sure if you're listening, you go check out Peter Panos on Instagram and his website, Ginger Posh, and his upcoming podcast. you have a name yet? So maybe. I, I, I'm teetering, I'm teetering okay, between, like... Say. I went on a spree. Um, I had like a lot to drink and I was on like a spree and I, I like got like 30 handles, like just in case. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm between like two or three, but this, I'm like, who is like hunt? Like no one's even hunting for these names, but I'm like, I'm not letting anybody get these first. Like I'm not letting Diana Jenkins and Miss Houston desist because she thought of it first, even though like my name is in it and she has no reason to take it, but. But as soon as I know, I will I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs>